Hello once again. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. This is guest host Philip Michaels filling in for Chris Breen, which means one of two things. One, that sound you hear is a bunch of Macworld Podcast subscribers reaching for the off buttons on their iPods. And the second thing it means is another edition of Macworld Pundit Showdown. Yes, it's time once again where we gather together the experts of, of Macworld and pose questions and award points for the uh, pundits who make the best arguments, the funniest arguments, the most insightful arguments. And we still manage to award points each week. So frequent listeners will know that we've shamelessly ripped this off a wonderful BBC radio program called Fighting Talk. We encourage you to uh, to subscribe to it via the iTunes store. And perhaps that will keep their lawyers at bay for another week. Let's meet this week's panelists. Our first panelist is a returning contestant who's hoping to improve upon his last place finish last time. If nothing else, he sports the most colorful headphones in the history of the Macworld podcast. Here is Roman Loyola. In case you're wondering, my headphones are uh, enlightened with yellow. And I believe some other pastel colors for the viewers who can't uh, actually see my headphones yes. on the podcast. Are you, are you suggesting that it's a, it's a mistake in a non-visual medium to <laughs> refer to the color of your podcast without providing the description? Basically, it looks as if you were walking by the Crayola factory and there yes. was an explosion. And you used your, your headphones to shield you from the blast. Yes, Is I managed it, to uh, duck from the burnt sienna crayon, mm-hmm. but every other color got me. Yes. Is that an effective enough description for it? Okay. So. Our next contestant, uh, I believe this is his debut. That's true. Okay. He is our Mac Gems expert. Don't call him cheap, just call him a bargain. It's Dan Frakes. Thanks, Bill, for that wonderful introduction. Do you know why we picked that theme for you? No, not, uh, but I'm sure you'll tell me. Uh, that this was, um, this was a group effort in which we were trying to come up with a theme song How for you, appropriate and, and we decided upon Star Trek because of, of your 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 cousin actor Jonathan Frakes. Oh, I get it. The, my yeah. my no, I'm not related to him. Frakes, right, right, cousin Jonathan. Yeah. And our final contestant, also making his debut on the MacWorld Pundit Showdown, he is an assistant editor at MacWorld. He commonly you'll see his game reviews, you'll see his lab tests. He's a uh, Intelligent, wonderful man, so you wouldn't know that he has the boorish manners of a Stanford graduate. It's Chris Holt, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thanks for the intro music. Yeah, you told me I hate it, and yeah, I definitely do. And now, is that a big C or Sons of the Westwood? I never get those. Th- this right. is Stanford Jonah. Oh, okay. We're, we're singing about how the cow mascot will eat the Stanford alumni, apparently. It's oh. a strange song. Yes, yes, it is. Many, as many sports songs are. Um, here's how the game works. I will ask questions. These gentlemen will provide answers, and I will award points based upon their answers. This is one point. This is two points. Boom. And this is the goal for each contestant is to get three points. And contestants who fail to uh, to provide insightful, witty answers will be deducted a point. Yes, oh, that's that's a great sound. <laughs> don't don't make me deduct points because that will frighten and shock us all. Uh, and then, of course, the two uh, contestants with the biggest point totals by the time we reach the finals will have a showdown in Defend the Indefensible. Are we ready to get started? I'll take your silence as assent. Here's our first question. 
We're about a month and a half, two months away from the release of Mac OS X 10.6. Roman, why have you got Snow Leopard Fever? Oh, I have the Snow Leopard Fever, and let me tell you why. And actually, right off the bat, I'm going to go for some sympathy points. Mm-hmm. And that is my family actually has a history of glaucoma. Oh, no. So, And my clock is ticking. <laughs> yes. It's very sad. So, yes. so we wander the, the, the stateside trying to control our anger so that we don't develop the glaucoma. But, um, I, I'm pretty sure that's not how you stave off glaucoma. <laughs> what, the whole okay, glaucoma? Okay, better look into that then. So I'm really excited about the enhanced universal access features in Snow Leopard. There'll be a more powerful version of voiceover with better customization. There will be some uh, what they're calling voiceover commanders, which are basically simplifying keyboard shortcuts. There's a new voiceover tutorial, and there's also even broader support for Braille displays. Now, I haven't actually seen a Braille display, and there's a possibility I may never see a Braille display because by the time I need one, I might be blind, so I don't oh. actually see it. <laughs> I'm digging a hole. No, no, uh, those are points. Okay. That's, so that's the good I'm getting place. my sounds mixed up, too, yeah. which is a so, – That's not glaucoma condition. Right. <laughs> so anyways, that's – uh, probably the main reason why I'm excited. I have the fever for Snow Leopard. Uh, massive points there for knowing all the uh, the universal access features. Dan Frakes, why have you got Snow Leopard fever? Well, the first reason is that I'm looking forward to uh, tech pundits stopping whining about uh, OS X not being suitable for enterprise because it doesn't have exchange support and start whining about how OS X is not ready for the enterprise because exchange support isn't good enough. Mm. <laughs> And um, I also am, I'm going to be happy. I can use 16 terabytes of RAM, even though I would have to mortgage my house to buy it. And I guess the uh, you know I can use my graphics card to uh, to to do CPU intensive tasks. And then I guess the last one is because um, if I suddenly wake up some, one day uh, being able to understand Chinese and write Chinese characters, I can just draw them on the t- trackpad of my laptop. Sure. I, I, I guess that's good enough reason yeah. to be excited. Yeah. Do, do you speak Chinese? No, I don't. Oh, well, that can't read it. Or, uh, but if I did someday, you know, yes. I, I would be able to, to well, draw sure. it on the trackpad. Yeah. Sure. Well, that that's great. Uh, Chris Holt, why have you got snow leopard fever? I actually do not have snow leopard fever. Oh, boo. Oh, boo. Why don't you have snow leopard fever? I mean, uh, snow leopard as a name doesn't really excite me as much as, like, more intimidating animals, the cat kingdom. You know, mm-hmm. Apple will get me more excited for their new OS when in – Old power PC based Macs can run it, and it's named something like Liger or Chimera or Thundercat. Okay, we'll give you a point for that. I think uh, Mac OS Thundercat would do really great for Is my Thundercat generation. Thundercat a real animal? Or? Well, I mean, you know, imaginary animals can also be pretty okay. intimidating, yeah. I think. Hmm. Well, then, that's our first question. Let's move on to question number two. They're making a movie about Facebook, uh, I believe uh, the, the West Wing fellow whose name I've blanked on is, is doing that. Points to anyone who can Aaron name the Sorkin? Way. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron, oh. Aaron, oh, was there a question oh. I was reading? Point, point for Roman there. <laughs> for making me actually look smarter even though I had blanked on a name momentarily. Um, they're making a Facebook movie. Cast the Apple movie and we'll go the other way around the table. Chris Holt. Well, I think uh, Liam Neeson is the obvious choice to play Steve Jobs, but I've always gotten Liam Neeson and Leslie Nielsen confused. Oh, boy. Um, so I'm casting Leslie Nielsen instead. Um, you know, <laughs> surely you can't be serious, and I am. Um, but I also would like to see Bobcat Goldthwait, uh be cast as the Waz. 
the Waz. Very yes. good. So it's a so it's a two man movie. Oh yeah, I think so. You can probably you know it's a character study. Well, you can get Bill Gates in there maybe, and get Jerry Seinfeld to play Bill Gates because that's mm-hmm. really worked out for them in the past. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Dan Frakes. Mine's an ensemble cast, okay. and it's going to be a situational comedy about the hijinks of the Apple management board post-iPhone. So the uh, Steve Jobs, I had to go with Noah Wiley. It's the obvious one, but at least he's shown he can do it. And also I, also, I was you know, kind of hoping that the other players would, would dominate a little. So uh, for Tim Cook, it's going to be uh, James Dyson, the, uh, oh, the vacuum guy. That's a good one. He, he, he looks kind of like him. Um, Ron Johnson is going to be uh, played by John Davidson, who our older viewers may remember from That's Incredible. Uh, See, I thought you were going to sit go with a – well, I won't say because I don't oh, want to steal it Roman's. It could be Roman's talent. Thunder, yeah. 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 Uh, Bertrand Sertley is going to be Colin Hay, the uh, former singer from Men at Work, okay. mostly because of the hair. They've got the same hair going. Uh, Peter Oppenheimer is going to be a younger Joe Don Baker. Oh, that's an older reference <laughs> oh, lost yeah. on younger listeners. <laughs> but everyone in here went, ooh. Um, well, we, and, it took us a while to Yeah, I know. You had to think there. Like, wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Forstall is going to be just along with a better haircut. Okay. Uh, before I reward any points on that, how many more of these do you got? I've got about, <laughs> about five more, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah. just Boom. go with it's, two I told you it's an ensemble and, cast yeah. here. Okay. Um, I'm capping. So, so, okay, cap it. Then I'll move down. Uh, Seema Tamadon is going to be David Strathern. Which you probably have to think about that for a I'm second. I'm not even sure who Seema – You don't know who Seema is. I know. Oh, he's the pro-apps guy. And uh, let's see. OK. If I only get one more, I think I'll do um, – Steve Ballmer is going to be played by Joe, Jackie Coogan, who is the guy who played Uncle Fester in The Adams Family. Hmm. I think Joe the Plumber would also be a good option. Yeah, he actually oh, might be a good one too. Another point for Chris there. Uh, Roman. All right. Well, I took a, an initial approach at this and I had like – I had – Ryan Gosling as Steve Jobs. I had Steve-O as Steve Wozniak. I had Zachary Quinto as Tim Cook. And then I had an alternative casting for Steve Ballmer. I had Keenan Thompson. But then I decided, you know what? An Apple movie, only a select few people are going to want to watch an Apple movie. You know, it's people like us. And, and it may not necessarily generally appeal to the public. So I thought what you need to do is you need to make an Apple movie that everybody will want to watch. So then I thought, you know who would be good for this? It's Tyler Perry. So then you would make Tyler Perry's Medea Goes to the Genius Bar. So Medea wants to get tech support for her iPhone, gets all crazy in the Apple store and decides to go straight to, to Cupertino to get some help. So then you would have Tyler Perry playing Medea, Steve Jobs, and, um, and uh, Phil Schiller. Mm. You see, while I, I gave you the three points for that, I, I sort of liked your original concept because it was like Jim Henson's Apple Babies. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Elmo was going to be yeah. <laughs> playing Phil Schiller. Let's um, let's uh, go to the scores, if I if I may. And I believe the uh, the debutante Chris Holt is in the the rear right now with four points. Dan Frakes has eleven points for just coming up with a billion uh, answers <laughs> to two members. questions, and Roman Loyola is in second place with eight points. So let's go on to our next question here, and I'll remember to ring the bell this time. Hey. <laughs> Pressed on why Apple doesn't offer a notebook, company executives have said that um, Apple doesn't know how to make a $500 computer that's not a piece of junk. I'm going to ask you, Dan Frakes, what could Apple build for $500 that's not a piece of junk? Well, they could make it this really cool phone 
and it could also play music. Mm. And you know, it could let you surf the web and check email, and maybe have I don't know a touch screen. And it would be cool if it actually like ran apps too. What would you call this? I don't know, like a, a mini phone or something. Mm. I I, yeah. I can't think of a good okay. name, but but um, or they could just make you know an iPod Touch with a bigger screen. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, Roman. Uh, the five hundred dollar not piece of junk. That's kind of to me. That's sort of a tricky thing because Apple's already made a seventy dollar piece of junk called the Mighty Mouse. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. But uh, kind of along the same thing that Dan said. I would a five hundred dollar device that could be really cool would be you know, like a five inch screen iPod Touch. Boom. That size is still pocketable, and uh, but it's big enough to uh, watch movies and. And other things to do with it. So, Chris yeah, Holt. uses a web tablet. Sorry, Chris Holt. Well, I you know I always thought they could uh, they could make a better Mac Mini. I mean, they were already you know kind of pushing five hundred dollars right now. It's the value Mac. I mean, get under five hundred dollars and offer a promotion where the purchase of the latest iLife will get you a monitor or something like that. Uh, you know, more consumer based models. And then um, alternatively, I'd love to see an iPhone that will let you access files from your computer screen or uh, stream videos onto a TV screen. I think those would be good things. Mm. So you know, five hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, since we sort of danced around this, uh, we'll, we'll make this the next question. Uh, it, we were talking about netbooks. Make the case for Apple to build a notebook in 30 seconds or less. Let's go with, um, let's go with Roman this time. Uh, analysts, so-called experts, and even hobos on trains, they won't shut up about how Apple needs to, re- needs to release a, a netbook. So just for the sake of making everybody stop, just Apple, please release the netbook. That's the only reason why I want you to release it. <laughs> yes. Make one out of spite. I think that's the best reason that I've heard so far, the best case for it. And they should make it really crappy just so they can say, see, we told you. Yes. <laughs> Chris Holt, make the case for Apple's uh, netbook, 30 seconds. You know, I think uh, Rowan's right. you got to silence the critics. Uh, and Netbooks are beginning to take market share from laptops. Um, and Apple is going to have to answer Google Chrome OS. Uh, this is a direct way to do it. So um, building off lessons from the iPhone, I think Apple can make it their own still. Um, maybe they some, offer something that has a small keyboard, uh, will make it compact, but also give you know, touchscreen technology and make it very social, better battery life, things like that. Okay. Good answers. Good answers. Dan Frakes, 30 seconds. I emphasize not to single out anyone in particular. Oh, no. Mr. Multi-answer. So, seconds. so nowadays, it used to be netbook was a little tiny eight-inch thing. Now that's no longer the case. There are ten-inch, twelve-inch netbooks from like Lenovo and other and other companies. So it doesn't have to be tiny; it just has to be cheap. So um, Apple's already shown with the MacBook Air that people will buy stuff that doesn't have a lot of features, just a USB port and not much else. So they can make a little, you know, something like a MacBook Air in a chunky plastic, cheap enclosure, and sell it for uh, you know a lot less money and make a good chunk of profit from those people they aren't currently selling to. Okay. Two points there. Now uh, let's turn things around and we'll we'll keep it with Dan. Make the case against an Apple netbook in 30 seconds or less. Bonus points if you contradict the argument that you've just made. Well, nobody wants cheap, crappy computers. No. So, uh, so uh, you know, a netbook is a cheap, underpowered laptop, a tiny screen, tiny keyboard, and poor build quality, and that's not a Mac. And that's why Apple says we're not going to make one. Uh, plus – if Apple were to make one of those and sell it for five, six, seven hundred dollars, it's going to undercut sales of the MacBook, which is are selling like gangbusters right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chris, you know, I think uh, 
you have to look at the MacBook Air, which is, you know, I think more useful as a Frisbee than as a competition to a netbook. I mean, yeah, it's, it's small, but it's, it's not going to uh, be able to compete with the netbook. Um, and I think Apple likes to direct how products are used, not respond to how, you know, the market. So, I mean, who cares if you respond by undercutting the competition when the quality and the chic factors will be lost? So I think by entering the arms race late, uh, Mac loses its cool rep and is never going to get a date to the prom. Boom. There you go. Uh, Roman. Well, by the time Apple gets to releasing a netbook, the pundits and the analysts and the hobos on the train, trains will start to say that it's too late, that Boom. Apple missed its opportunity, and that people are now starting to use smartphones to, for their internet access and for their multimedia access, which is a smartphone like the iPhone. Very good, very good. Um, now that we've thoroughly confused our listenership about uh, about where we stand, this is actually for no points whatsoever. Just yes or no, uh, go around the table. Should they? Should Apple do a netbook? Roman. Yes. Dan. Not traditional. No. Oh, points off. I, I, said, I, I said. I no. can't say I yes, said or, yes no. or no. No. Uh, Chris Holt. Yes. Okay. Well, there you have it. Get on it, Apple. Silence those hobos. So let's go to our next question. Uh, Microsoft recently made some tweaks to its Laptop Hunters ad, removing references to out-of-date Mac pricing. Still, Microsoft continues to make the argument that buying a Mac is a costly proposition. I put it to you, Dan Frakes. How would you respond if you ran Apple's marketing department? I'd say something along the lines when they're saying now, not necessarily in their in their commercials, but in you know press uh, 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 gaggles or whatever that we don't make the cheapest laptops. We make the best laptops. And when you buy a Mac, you get value. Uh, And I probably throw something in there about Yugos as well. Mm. Extra point for referencing uh, 1980s Yugoslavian Republic automobiles. Uh, Chris Holt. Jeez, I don't think I was around for the Yugo, really. Um, He keeps keeps reminding us this. (laughs) Sorry, folks. Points taken away. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, anyways, I think uh, um, you know Apple's been playing cute for too long. I think it's time for them to get cutthroat, and I think uh, their commercials should play a montage of like actual PC user complaints. You know, viruses, spyware, shoddy engineering, bastard, bad customer service, and you know, reenact these in uh, slow motion while playing "Eye of the Tiger," and uh, finish with the tagline: "Buy a PC laptop. We dare you." It's almost as if you knew the song was on the on the magical board. Almost as if I knew. Wow. That's now impressive. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this question to you as we listen to the the music of uh, Survivor take us through. It, wasn't that the whole um, what was the name of that campaign? The uh, the the Switchers campaign, where it was basically the the Errol Morris ads. Uh, it was the people speaking on the white background about switching from the PC. Wouldn't that just be repeating that campaign, Chris? No, I think it's it's gonna be uh, more in your face. I think it's just basically take the PCs and not even say you know buy Apple, you know buy Macs, but you know this can be kind of more open ended. I think it's being more sarcastic. It's saying uh-huh. yeah, we dare you. You know, go buy buy the competitions. Like we'll see how that works out for you. Well defended, well defended, uh, Roman. Uh, here's how I would respond if I ran uh, Apple's marketing department. So Microsoft executive Kevin Turner said he did cartwheels when he heard about this phone call. So in the next Get a Mac ad, they should have John Hodgman attempt to do a cartwheel in sort of a uh, analogous to like Windows crashing when you're trying to do multiple things on it mm. or something to that effect. Very good. And, and topical. Yes. We love topical. Inside joke-ish sort yeah. of. But I think the people who get the joke would appreciate it. Uh, let's. Uh, I think we're about halfway through. 
uh, the Macworld uh, Pundit Showdown podcast. Let's uh, let's check the scores. Chris Holt is making a little bit of a comeback, but he's still in third place with 15. You know who's um, who's holding on to his his first place uh, edge just by by his fingernails is Dan Frakes with 22. Roman is right behind him with 20. Roman is closing the gap, and, and Chris is going to have to rally. If nothing else, we're going to have a um, a new winner on the the pundit showdown because our our two time defending champion Jason Snow is not on this panel, though I still feel his presence in the air. Hurry up, Phil. Okay, we'll do. Next question. Apple says the S in the iPhone 3GS stands for speed. One word answer, please. What do you think the S stands for, Dan Frakes? One word answer. I don't have one word answer. Mine is so very close. Three points off. Three? Three points off. I said one word answer. Only today you said that. Oh, well, you've got you've oh. to be able to roll with the punches. The look Dan Frakes is shooting oh. me right now. Let me describe that. <laughs> he looks like the guy who set off the bomb at the Crayola factory that caused the explosion <laughs> to paint Roman's headphones, those horrible colors. My head almost exploded when you said one word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a point out of that. Out of, out of so now I'm tied with Roman. Yes. Okay. Roman. Roman, don't screw it up. Uh, Scott. Yeah. For forestall, I assume? Correct. You are the inside knowledge guy today. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping that'll take me to the promised land. Okay. Uh, Chris Holt. Uh, one more answer? Mm-hmm. Uh, sassafras. I got nothing with an S. <laughs> I, I initially had sucks for you, but that really doesn't work with one word. Yeah, and, then, and then you heard me say three yeah, words. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh, wait, I don't need hold to on, three Hold on, hold on. I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm going to give you the point for observing the one word. Um, well, thank you. Limit, and then I'm taking off a point for sassafras. Good heavens. <laughs> For a man who's all, I, I'm not sure I was around when the Yugo was sassafras. <laughs> well, Do you... the children still use that word on the street there, Chris? You know, I thought I played my uh, my audience here. Sassafras. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need a moment to recover. <laughs> Go to the next question. You've been given the power to remove an app from the App Store. Which one of the 60,000-plus apps would you banish to the land of wind and ghosts? Uh, Chris, please recover. Oh, sure. All right. Well, I think any of the dozens of gun apps that I've heard over uh, the last week, our interns have been u- testing gun apps with makes various you know, shotgun and 9mm sounds. Um, and really, I just don't want my interns armed. I want them to continue to quake in my presence. Mm. Um, so I'd love to see those gone. I'm also not a really big fan of the uh, Facebook app. I'm actually found it less navigable and uh, offers you fewer features than the website. So I banished that one to the land of wind and ghosts. Okay. That can maybe be a, a point in the new Facebook movie. Uh, Dan Frakes. C- can I use more than one word here? Yes, you okay, may. Great. So I'm going to be a little creative here. So uh, Apple says that they don't remove apps arbitrarily. No. Of course not. Of course not. So you only get removed if there's a rule against something you did. So my logic here is that in order to remove something, I have to change a rule. So my rule, my new rule is going to be you must put your settings in the app and not in the settings app because I hate, hate, hate having to quit out of my app, switch to settings, make a change, quit out of settings, go back to my app, open it up in order to see what I just did. So from now on, all settings have to be in the app. And if that means like 30,000 of those apps are now gone, then so be it. I gave you two points for that one. I I could not agree more. Roman. Um, I think any app that has a slideshow of pics of sexy ladies 
needs to be eliminated from the App Store. Not because I don't like to see sexy ladies. It's because anybody who's using that, you know, it's, it's a little embarrassing to see that kind of app on the homepage. And if you don't know how to use the internet to get that kind of content, you know, you shouldn't be using the iPhone. Yes. There is there is an app for seeing pictures of sexy ladies right. on the called Safari. It's called Mobile Safari, <laughs> yes. ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's go to our next question then. And this, this is one that we wrote back when we thought we were going to do an earlier version of the uh, Pundit Showdown. But we, we love this question so much that we, we kept it around. Um, whether anyone else loves it, I, I don't know. So let's ask it. When defending his website's coverage of Steve Jobs' illness – Brian Lamb of Gizmodo that wrote that he wanted to apologize to – and I'll, I'll quote him here and I'll play some appropriate music. I want to apologize to everyone who knows Steve, everyone who's known anyone who's been sick that's been covered in the press, and my parents who are probably ashamed that I'm tracking a man's health so rapidly at work. Panelists, what would you like to apologize to your parents for? Dan Frakes. For not becoming a – doctor or a lawyer or a rocket scientist, instead becoming the guy who plays with gadgets for a living. I have to turn off the, uh, the, the sound to do the, the point there. I, I'm sure that they, your parents still love you. Uh, Chris, apologize to your mom and dad. Uh, geez, uh, mom and dad, I'm sorry. I left the family business in New Jersey, uh, which I guess at this point we're kind of telling people is waste management. Oh, no. <laughs> the family business. Family. More points. <laughs> Mega points. Phil's Phil's now worried that if you don't win this game, (laughs) suddenly I'm I'm much more inclined. Let's give him one more. So three points to Chris Holt for that answer. Roman, Um, your your parents are so very disappointed (laughs) in this. Uh, I'd like to apologize for my to my parents, not for my parents, (laughs) to my parents, for me being even remotely associated with the likes of Brian Lamb. Now. I don't, I don't have a problem with covering Steve Jobs' health. You know, that if you want to cover it, that's – you know, and people want to read it. And we, we have right. covered it at Mapple. Yeah. What I had a problem was this apology because it was the most insincere apology and it was more like a, wah, 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 leave me alone kind of thing than anything else. And to me, it was a little, little – I don't know if it's unprofessional is a word, but it was just something that I thought wasn't really worth the uh, the web the, – the, page it was printed on, so to speak. I mean, okay. it's, it's the internet. It's, you know, you can't edit yourself and apologize to the internet and make you look like an idiot. And uh, with that, now, and I would like to apologize for keeping that, that question in the podcast months <laughs> after it was uh, relevant or timely. Let's uh, go to the scores. So with two questions left here, it, it really is anyone's game for that, that coveted second place spot. Uh, Roman has charged ahead to 28 points. Dan Frake sort of sort of languishing. That one word just, has one just, word, just really messed One me word up, yeah. comes to mind to describe Dan Frakes. <laughs> one position. word that starts with S comes to mind, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we want to use on the podcast without getting that explicit tag uh, uh, thrown on there. He's at 23 points, and Chris Holt... Uh, Ma and Pa Holt, uh, call off your goons. He's at 21 The waste points. management uh, influence has he come up. He is at 21 yeah. points. Two questions left, everything to play for. Here's your next question. Rumors have begun recirculating that Apple has a tablet computer in the works. I'm tired of that rumor. Please make up a better one. Uh, Roman. 
Remember that uh, second campus that Apple was supposed to start building over three years ago? Right, sure. Yeah, that's the new location for Steve Jobs' uh, Woodside house that all the preservationists won't let him raise. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Chris Holt. Uh, well, I heard uh, Apple's going to phase out USB in favor of eSATA, and I heard they're going to create a gaming platform to compete with the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new iPhone will have a battery life of over 40 hours, thanks to its plutonium-powered batteries. Oh, good. And uh, I've heard Michael Jackson isn't dead, but is instead waiting to take over for Steve Jobs as a spokesperson for Apple. No, that was a point off. You had like four rumors there. Wait, you were on. You were on such a, a such a winning streak, and then I, I I'm sorry, I couldn't couldn't allow that. Shameful. All right, uh, Dan Frakes. Okay, Apple is going to... One word rumor. No, no, no. Apple TV is going to be new and improved. Version 2 It's going to have DVR functionality like a TiVo, but an even better interface. It's going to have a DVD Blu-ray player for those times you want to watch an actual actual disc. It's going to play any iPhone game that's that's available using the iPhone as a controller. It is going to uh, let you stream movies and TV shows from Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. And it's going to let you browse the web using mobile Safari, again, using your iPhone or an iPod Touch as a controller, and let you plug in an, a USB hard drive to get more space, and it will sell for $199. Yeah, it was a very sensible rumor up until that point. It's got to be, it's got to be something completely oh. wrong. Oh. That, no, that was, an in, that was an involuntary finger twitch. Involuntary. Let's... I think that was uh, subconsciously uh, <laughs> I will take off. I'm that. taking off two points. I was going to give him one extra point. So that was uh, three points total on that one. Mystery scorekeeper, whoever you may be. <laughs> and let's go to that last question. It's, it's the, the tension in here is very thick. Chris and Dan, uh, so much to play for. Roman, I think, can, can coast in here. I, don't know, I think, I, I, think I have incentive to let the uh, family business <laughs> take second here. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And, and frankly, I like both of your questions for the final round, so I'm, I'm indifferent as to who gets in. So let's go to this last question. AT&T's exclusive arrangement with Apple may end in 2010, according to some reports. What should AT&T have to do to stay in Apple's good graces? Let's go with the guy who's pretty much secured his place in the final, Roman. Uh, to secure – Apple needs – or I'm sorry, AT&T needs to be more responsive to Apple's needs. Almost so much that it makes it seem like AT&T is dropping everything else – to attend to Apple. So if Apple says, we want to do SMS, AT&T needs to at least make it look like they're trying to do everything they can to implement that particular feature. Okay. Two points there. And now, now the drama. <laughs> Dan Frakes, they, your, your honors, you okay. go first. They need to improve their coverage so that every other tech blogger isn't constantly complaining about how bad AT&T's coverage is in their city. They need to lower their plan prices to be competitive with T-Mobile and their coverage to be as good as Verizon. And they need to promise to support long-awaited features right away when the rest of the world gets them rather than mm, sometime later this summer. That is a nice laundry list of requests there. Thank you, Phil. Very reasonable. So, Chris Holt, I don't want to say that it all hinges on your answer, but it all hinges on your answer. <laughs> oh, good. No pressure there. What should AT&T have to do to stay in Apple's good graces? I think uh, you know Dan hit a lot of the points there. Uh, Verizon, Le- leaving none for you, Cagely. <laughs> no, no, I got I got a few left. Uh, you know, Verizon's coverage is. Um, I think T-Mobile's pricing is very important. They really need to make uh, SMS text messaging cheaper and the iPhone more affordable to more people. I think um, that starts with cutting out some of AT&T's gouging. 
Uh, initially, the uh, pricing schemes for uh, text messages were much more affordable to the average person. So I think that's a really key uh, market there. And the iPhones only get better. So I think you got to open up to a wider net of people. Well, this is so very dramatic. Let's see how it uh, how it shook down here with the scores. Romans in the final, cruising to victory with 32 points. From last to first. From last to first. Strong finish. You had the, you had the experience factor. It's right not now. where you start. It is where you finish. Yeah, it's the headphones. Um, <laughs> a, a strong showing again from Chris Holt with 27 points. But Dan Frakes with 30 oh. points has, has held on. Oh, well done, sir. Held Thank on you. to reach the final. Uh-oh. To get demolished by Roman Loyola. It's a final that we like to call because someone else called it when we stole this from them. Defend the indefensible. You have 30 seconds to agree with what I say, no matter how outrageous it is, no matter how much you may disagree deep down inside. You've got to go along with what I say. Uh, Roman, as our, as our champion, as our points leader, you get to determine whether you get to go first or second. I'll go second. Okay, Dan. Mm. Dan... Between the Mac Mini and the Mac Pro, Apple's lineup of desktop towers fits every user's needs, and anyone who says otherwise is simply being ungrateful. I couldn't agree more, Phil. They've got the the iMac, which has sort of the in-between market, you know, handled. It's got good horsepower. It's got a huge screen. You know, you couldn't really – who needs to upgrade more than FireWire or USB could possibly do? You can even put more RAM in it. You know, the Mac Pro itself is the killer Pro machine. You know, the Mac Mini is perfect for the low-end people. I don't really see how they could add much more. I mean, if you need something else, there's also laptops in there too. And, you know, I just – there isn't really much room for anything in between. Boom. Okay. Very good. Very well done. <laughs> that hurt. Yes, it did. Uh, and those of you who don't know why that hurt should uh, go to Macworld and do a search for mid-range Mac Tower and see whose name pops up a lot. <laughs> Desperately for pleading for one. Roman, here is your Defend the Indefensible. All right. Without all those fart and flag and flashlight apps, the App Store would have been an abject failure. Go. And that's correct because what the fart apps do is they grab the audience that's vital to the iTunes Store and that's the youth market because who loves fart jokes more than the youth market? Now, what flashlight apps do is they grab that market of – that huge market of people who are constantly in blackouts. Without those two giant markets, the iTunes store would be a total failure. And with time to spare, Roman Loyola, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to our, our guest scorekeeper to uh, for him to pick a winner. It's very close. And our winner, <laughs> out of nowhere, Dan Frakes, <laughs> who was able to to. Take his love for a mid-range Mac Tower and, and, and crush turn it, it around. A, crush it into a little ball that he keeps deep down in the pit of his soul, never to talk about. I have it to say, parties. the three years of bitterness behind that helped me, mm. you know, Very come up good. with that. Well, our congratulations to Dan and our thanks to Roman Loyola and Chris Holt for joining us here on the MacWorld Pundit Showdown. I am uh, guest host Philip Michaels. Chris Breen will be back next time. Thank you very much for joining us. Take care.